We'll begin the Gemara today towards the bottom of Daf Memhei Hey Beis, four lines from the bottom where it says, V'sava Rabbi Yehuda. We're in the middle of a subject here. The Gemara quoted Rabbi Yehuda that said before regarding the Malchus, that a person that was Moitzi Shemra, he let out a bad rumor about his wife, that she had a relation with someone else after the Edison, and he gets Malchus for this. So what did Rabbi Yehuda say? Rabbi Yehuda says that the husband will get Malchus whether he had a relation with her already, he was boiler already, or not. Doesn't make any difference. Either way, he gets the Malchus. Whereas? There, there's another opinion that the Gemara quoted that he would only get Malchus if he was boiler already, not right. if he was not boiler yet. Right. Now the Gemara brings that Rabbi Yehuda in another Braisa seems to contradict what he said. Okay. Is this Rabbi Yehuda's opinion that you always get Malchus regardless of what the situation is, whether the husband himself was already boil his wife or not? But Vatanya and Abraisi, we learned, Rabbi Yudah, Rabbi Yudah said, Baal loike. if the husband had relations with her, then he let out a bad rumor and it was false, then he gets Malchus, but if he himself was never boiler, she will not, uh, he that is, he will not get any Malchus. Mm-hmm. So Rav Nachman by Yitzchak answers, loike. When it said in the previous Braise, that Rabbi Yehuda says, it doesn't matter, he'll always get Malchus, it doesn't mean the Malchus Menatayda, which is 39 lashes, but it's Malchus Mardis Midrabanon, and that's a Malchus which doesn't have a designated number to it, but it's a different kind of Malchus, it's only Midrabanon. But Minatayda, you only get Malchus if he, the husband, was by her first. That's the Gemara, we'll later bring the Psukim uh, for the source for this. But Rav Papa, Rav Papa has another Pshat. Really, as Rashi explains, the basis of Rav Papa's answer is, Rav Yehuda holds, you only get, again, you will get Malchus regardless. Whether he was boiler, whether he was not boiler first, he let out a bad rumor that was false, either way he's going to get the Malchus. Mm-hmm. Now, my boil like it, why is it that in the second that we quoted, Rav Yehuda says, only if he was boiler first, then he's going to get Malchus, the Tani Hasam, that it would be brought there from there, another Braise, Mamay. That, the term loike there actually refers to money. The payment of the knas will only be if it was boiler first. If it was not boiler first, there's no payment of the knas. So the Gemara wonders on this answer, Is this something that we refer to this way? We refer to a payment of money as, as the term of loike, as malchus? That, how can we say that that's what he meant? That if he was boiled, then loike, and if not, he doesn't get loike means malchus. It doesn't mean money. Mm-hmm. So the Gemara brings, yet yeah, we do find in one place where it uses the term loike for money. In Vahotanya, as we learned in Abraise, regarding the following Galacha, chatsi erki alai. Person that says, half of my value I take upon myself to give to Hektish. Now the Halacha regarding person that's saying, my erech, my value should be given to Hektish, is it goes by age. There's certain set amounts you have to pay according to the age of the person, and the Torah says, that let's say, for example, you have to pay 50 shkalim for a certain age. But when the person says, I'm going to give half of my erech, so then he's going to give 25. So, so he gives 25, half of his erech that he said. Rabbi Yehseh Yudah argues and says, Loike. So now Loike would usually and simply mean he gets Malchus. And he has to give his full value that he said he's going to give, even though he only said, actually, that he's going to give half. But when he says half, he's going to have to give the full value. So first, the Gemara explains, here we see this expression of like must be speaking about money. Like am I? Why would this person get Malchus? What's he doing wrong? Adarab, he's making a pledge to donate money to Hektish. 
Amaraf Pape, Saraf Pape explains, uh, here you see what it means is as follows. Loike be'erech shalem. The term loike here means, although he didn't intend to give his full value to Hektish, but nevertheless he gets hit, so to speak, with this full payment that he's now obligated to give, the full erech of, of that age bracket that he's in that he has to pay. Now the Gemara explains, what's the reason for this? If this person only pledged to give half, chatzi erkoi, half of his value, so why should he have to give the whole? So the Gemara explains, gzeire chatzi erkoi, because there's a decree that people are going to confuse two expressions that are very similar. The, the expression we spoke about before, when a person says chatzi erkoi, I give half of my value or his value, that's one expression, Otu, now you may confuse that with another expression, which is erech chatzioi, the value of his half. Uh, what's the halacha when you say the value of, of, half, of, the, of half of this person? In such a case, you actually are obligating yourself to give the full value. And the reason is because when you say that I'm, I want to give to Hektish half, the, the value of half of this person, so you are obligating yourself to give the value of a limb or an organ of this person's body, which his whole life depends on this. If you take a person and you slice him in half, so what happens? He dies. That means that saying that I'm giving the value of half of this person really means the full person, because there is no half a person. If, for example, Rashi says, if you say I give the value of this person's heart to Hektish, since the heart is the life of the person, and the doesn't live, that really means that you're giving the value of the whole person. Right, so therefore, in order not to confuse these two different expressions, one is and then you do have to give the full amount because that, that's his, his, his whole life of the person is dependent on this. Or the expression of when you say half of the value, and then you, you do, you should slice it into half that he has to give only half. But these two expressions are very similar, so therefore, according to Yehuda, that in both of these expressions, you have to pay the full value. The point is that we found over here in this Braise that it uses the term loike and it means really a money payment. It doesn't mean malchus. The Gemara continues now with other halachas and the sources and the taita for the malchus and the money that this man has to pay when he accused his wife falsely. The taita says that he gets punished for accusing her, so this is a money payment. Now that says there clearly in the Pasuk, it says, the Yisru, then it says that you should also afflict him, Zem Malkus. This means that he gets Malkus. Bishleim of Anshu Zem Mamain. The fact that Anshu means money, the Chsiv, Anshu is a Mekasif. The Nosna Lavia Naira, and the payment goes to the father. El of Yisru Zem Malkus, when it says that Yisru means that he gets Malkus, Minola. How do we know the term Yisru refers to Malkus? Amar Abavo, so Abavo says, Lamadnu. We learn it out in the following, uh, uh, the following limud, which is interesting. We had similar before this. Yisru mi Yisru, the term Yisru that it says here regarding this person that accused his wife falsely, we learn it out from another term Yisru that it says by a ben seirer umayre. There, the Taira oh. as well uses the term the Yisru Aisai. And the Yisru mi ben. And over there, by the ben seirer umayre, when it uses the term Yisru, it uses the expression of ben, right? It says ki yileish ben seirer umayre. And then that term ben that it says by the ben seirer umayre, uben mi bin. We learn out from the word bin that the Torah writes in the parasha of Malchus, where it says, Vahaya in bin sadasha, that you give Malchus to the Dasha. So therefore, the way this limit works is, because by the story of this man that accused his wife, it says the term Yisru, 
And there's another place by Spencer and later that it uses the term Yisru, and it uses the term Ben there as well. So because we compare the two, it's as if it writes the word Ben by this case of the Nara Merasa, by the Maitzi Shemra. And therefore now we compare the term Ben that it says here to the term Bin that it says in the parasha of Malchus, that you get Malchus. It's so that's how we know that Yisru is Malchus. This is a, a, a an extended. It's an extended gzeda shava. That's yeah, what it seems like it is. It's a, but it's not our usual gzeda shava. It's sort of a extended gzeda shava. Right. So as hara lemaitzi shemra minolam. We're in the pasuk where I have a warning for maitzi shemra. The rule always is you never get malchus unless the Torah warns you not to do this action. So even though we just proved that the Yisru means Malchus, but you would not get Malchus if it never says in the Torah a clear warning that one should not do so. We're in the Torah that it is a warn a person not to accuse his wife falsely, and therefore he would get Malchus. So the Gemara brings two opinions. Rabbi Laza, Rabbi Laza says, We learn it out from this that it says that a person may not go Rachel, which means spread, spread bad rumors about people and speak all kinds of things about people. So here as well, spreading a bad rumor about his wife, is this love that the Torah warns? There's a different passage where it says that you should be careful from all bad things, which means not to speak falsely about someone over here in this case, about his wife. So we have two different sources that could be the warning for this. So the Gemara explains, my time Why didn't Rabbi Laza learn out from the passage? And says the Gemara, He learns out from that pasuk a completely different thing, like Rapinchas ben Yari said. What does this mean that you should be careful from something which is bad? Rapinchas ben Yari said, A person should not think during the day about inappropriate things. And this will cause him to come to have tumma of keri at night. That's what the pasuk is speaking about. Is the tumma. So you should be careful not to cause upon yourself to come to such tumma. So it's a whole different subject. But Rav Nassim, according to Rav Nassim, my time Why did not Rav Nassim learn out from Leiselich Rachel? So Ahu, he also dashes that pasuk differently. Ahu has a bezdin. That pasuk is actually speaking to a bezdin. And what is the pasuk saying? When a bezdin is judging people, they are not allowed to be soft to one person and harsh on the other. That's what Rachel here. Rachel here means do not be soft on one while you're harsh to the other. Continuing in more halachas that the Braise says regarding the Maitzi Shemra. If this man, this husband, never told Adim, come and testify for me that my wife was Mizana with someone after the Edison. They, these Adim came on their own initiative to say testimony about this woman that she was Mizana after the Edison. So then, who ain't like it? The husband, the man, does not get Malchus, and they ain't a nice He will not have to pay the Knas either. The Adim came on their own, so therefore, he, did not, he does not get Malchus for this. He did not speak to them, he didn't bring them. Why? He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't let out any bad rumor. He didn't say anything. Even if it turns out to be a lie, what these Adam said, he, the husband, didn't do anything here. Then the Braise says, he, the Zemimel, so now, if it turns out what the Adam said is true, so then she, the the wife, and the Zemimel, and these Adam, that if they turned out that these Adam lied and they're Adam Zaymimim, Magdim and Saskila, they get killed. So the Gemara immediately clarifies, and we had a similar thing before already. He, Vizaymimim, Sokadaitach, could you say that both 
the wife will get killed. And that's, no, that could no. only be the case if no. the Adam said the truth. And, no. at, and also, the Adam are Zaymimim, which means they lied that both of them are going to be killed. How could you say that? Okay. Ella, the way to read the Braise is, Either her, if the Adam said the truth, so that she will get skila, and if the Adam lied, then they, the Adam that wanted to give her skila, they get the same punishment of skila. That's the Braise. Now the Gemara will deduce from this Braise the following time, uh, what do we see from here? The Loy Amalo, because the husband did not ask this Adam to testify for him that his wife had a relation with someone else, so therefore he will not get Malchus and he will not have to pay a Kanas. However, if the husband came, approached his Adam and said, Come testify for me that my wife was Mazana with someone after the Edison, even if he did not hire them, he didn't pay them for this testimony, he will still be liable for what happened and will have to get Malchus and pay the Knas. This excludes from the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. The Tanya of Raisa, we learned Rabbi Yudah, Rabbi Yudah says, A husband will not get Knas or Malkis unless he hired Adam to testify about his wife that she was Mizana. My time at Rabbi Yudah, what's the reason of Rabbi Yudah? Where is his source? Omer Abavo, says, he has a Gzeirishova. Asya, Simo, Simo. He learns out the expression of Sima that it says here, and this expression of Sima it says elsewhere. Ksivacha, here it says, here the Gemara brings the Pasig. Visam la alilo is dvarim. He placed upon her this libel, this, this whole story of a libel, that she had a relation with someone else after the Edison. So this is the term sima, some, that he placed upon her. Uksiv hasam, there's another place in the Torah where he uses this expression of sima. This is by the halacha of not taking interest, ribis. Loisisimun olav neshech, do not place on him neshech, which is ribis. So therefore we compare the two. Ma'ala alam ma'amayin, just like there, the, the expression of sesimun is speaking about money. Afkan ma'amayin. Over here as well, when it says, it means that he hired the Adim to come and testify against his wife. Parenthetically, interesting point, the Ketzeis Achayishin says, based on this Gemara that you see here, that one is allowed to hire Adim. You're allowed to pay Adim to come and testify for your yeah. benefit. You're allowed to hire them. Yeah. Or it's just the Gemara is discussing whether you're going to be high to get Malkus or... Uh, or the knas, if it turns out that they lie. But the very fact that you hire them, that in itself is okay. That's yeah. what it seems. That's what it seems like from our Gemara. Okay, so this, this is a discussion in Paiskin. How can you disprove those Adam? You have to Adam Zimamim. Correct. Those, those Adam. Correct. 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 So you, that, that's the thing. Disprove. Yeah. Okay. You have to. Gonna, you're going to have to bring a second group of Adam. Yeah. Okay. Amar Rav Nachman by Yitzchak. So Rav Nachman Yitzchak added, "V'chein Tani Rav Yosef Tzidoni Bei Rav Shimon Meichoy." Rav Yosef Tzidoni learned this by Rav Shimon Meichoy. He also said the same like Rav Yehuda. Asia Simo Simo. We have this Gzeirishav of Simo Simo to say that the husband will only be chayav Malkus and Knas if he hired the Edom. Boy, Rav Yirmiya. Rav Yirmiya asked the question. Boy, Rav Yirmiya. Rav Yirmiya asked the question. Sochron Bekarka. What is if he hired the Adim and how is he paying those Adim with properties? Properties, a little bit further down. He's hiring the Adim with paying them properties, not paying them money or any movable items. What's going to be the halacha then? Will he be chayiv, the knas and the malchus, when he hires them in this way? And the reason why this is a question is because the whole source to say that he should be chayiv when he, only when he hired them is learning it out from ribis by interest. And over there in the Pasuk of ribis, it's speaking about metaltalin, that the ribis that he's collecting is money or any movable object, not karka. So the question is, do we have the same limitation here? That only if he hires and pays the edim with money and not with karka. V'pachis mishavah prutamahu. How about if he hires 
Edim, and he only paid them less, a very cheap guy. He only pays them less than a Shava Pruta. <laughs> so what's the halacha here? Do I say that by Ribis that doesn't matter? So over here, it shouldn't be counted as really hiring them. Or on the other hand, you could say, we know that Shava Pruta sometimes does matter. If a person steals, if a person steals less than a Shava Pruta, it's an Isser. So we see that Shava Pruta is also something. Or the question goes further, Shneem bepruta mao. If he has two Edim, so he's paying them a full pruta, but each one is getting a half a pruta. So each one is not getting a full pruta here. Is that considered to be that he hired the Edim? Gemara doesn't resolve any of these questions. Now the Gemara brings up another few questions regarding the Allah of Meitzi Shemra. Boy Ravashi Ravashi asked, he let out a bad rumor on his wife. He accused her falsely on a previous marriage. In other words, he was married to her, divorced her, and got remarried. And now he lets out a rumor about the first marriage. That after the Edison of the first marriage, you had a relation with someone else. Mahu, what's going to be the halacha? Do I say that it's the same, like he let out a rumor for this marriage? Doesn't make a difference, this or a previous marriage or not? Another question, al nisue achiv mahu. What if a person is accusing his wife falsely, not regarding now when he's married to her? So what we're speaking about over here is a yavam. Her, her husband died without children, so she's marrying the brother. And after the brother gets married to her, the brother lets out a rumor, accuses her falsely that when she got married to my brother, after the Edison, she had a relation with someone else. Mahu, does that count for this halacha as well? They would have to get Malchus and Knas. So the Gemara says, Pshait mi Answer at least one of these questions that Ravashi asked here. <laughs> so the Gemara answers the second question. The Tani Rabbi Yaina said that we learn out in the Pasuk, it says, The man comes and says, the father comes and says, I gave my daughter to this man. This isn't the conversation. The argument that there is between the husband and the That's father. The and the father says that I married this man. From here we learn out that a father could marry his daughter off to whoever he wants. Mm-hmm. So from, but from the word hazeh, we learn out, only for this man, if there's an argument about what happened in this marriage, that she had a relation with someone else after the Edison, then the halacha of Meitzi Shemra applies. But if he was Meitzi Shemra regarding a previous marriage of the brother, that doesn't apply. But the Gemara is not being Peshit, if it's the same person that was married twice to the same woman, that the Gemara is not Peshit. That is still Ish Hazet. He's still the same man. Okay, now the Gemara comes back to something that was mentioned at the end of the previous Amod, and that is, my Rabbanon or my Rabbi Yaakov. The Gemara mentioned before a machlekes between the Rabbanon and Rabbi ben Yaakov. Rabbanon's opinion is that the whole halacha of Moitzi Shemra is only when, uh, again, according to the Rabbanon, that is, the halacha of Moitzi Shemra, it does not matter if the husband that's accusing her was Bayolor already or not. Rabbi Yezim ben Yaakov says the whole halacha of Moitzi Shemra only applies once the husband himself was already Bayolor. So the Gemara brings a Braise that will bring this Machlaikis and the sources from the Psukim for this argument. Okay. The Tanya will learn Braise. So first the Braise begins with the basic facts about how Meitzi Shemra plays out. Keitzat, Eitzat, Shemra. How does this play out when a husband is accusing his wife? Ba'ala Bezdin, he comes to Bezdin, Vamar, and he says, Plaini, he says to the father, I did not find that your daughter was a Basula. Now, Im Yesh Eidin, Shazin Satachtov, so the Braise says, so if he can produce witnesses that will say that she was Mizana after she was married to him, after the Edison, yes, Luxuba, she will get a Ksuba of a mana. Okay, that's the words of the Braise. The way it's the way she will get a Ksuba of a mana. So the Gemara immediately asks, and this can't be, Im yesh edim if we have Edim that she was actually Mizana after she got married to him, yes, Luxuba, she gets the money of Ksuba. Mana, Paskili, in such a case, she, we have to stone her. So how is she getting any Ksuba? 
So the Gemara corrects the reading of the Braise as follows. This is how you have to read it. If there are Edim that she had a relation with someone after she was married to him, that's after the Edison, the Skila. So then she gets Skila, like the Allah of Anaira Marasa that was Mazana. Uh, but if Adam say that she had a relation with someone when she was not an Ashish, before the marriage to him, so then mana. So then she gets a of a mana, which is the amount that you get for a if you're not a basula. A baula gets a of a mana. Okay, now the Braisa continues and says, and here we bring up the machlaikis between the Rabbanon and Abliyaza bin Yaakov. Nimsa Shashemra, What happens if it comes out that what he accused her of is not even true? So then, who like it? The husband gets Malchus, Venaisim Meisela, and he has to pay the Knas of 100 coins. And Rabbanon say, Bein Baal, Bein Loi Baal. Doesn't matter if he himself already had a relation with his wife or not. Rabbi Yaakov says, Everything the Torah writes here. In other words, the Malchus and the Knas for the husband is not only written, El Only if he was already boiler, then there's, there's these things that he gets punished with. Otherwise, he does not get the Malchus or the Knas. So the Gemara now brings up the Psukim, where we can see the source of this Machlaikis. Says the Gemara Bishlam, it's well understood, Rabbi Yaakov's opinion. So the Pasuk says, simply means that he had a relation with her. And then it says, I approached her and, I, and then he accused her that she had already a relation with someone else before, after the Edison. So because it says, that shows that the parish of Maisi Shemra is only uh, applicable after he had a relation with her. But according to the Rabbanon, my how are we going to translate these words? Why does it say that he had a relation with her and then he approached her? So the Gemara says, according to the Rabbanon, does not mean relations. It means means He comes to her to accuse her with a libel. And he comes and approaches her to speak to her about this matter. But it doesn't necessarily mean that he had any relation with her yet. <clears throat> Nevertheless, he's accusing her. He's going to be high of Malkis and he's going to get the Einish also of paying the Knas. <coughs> Sorry. So the Gemara now is going to go through other Psukim here in the parish of Maitzi Shemra, where we can question whether what, what the story of here is. Did the husband have a relation with her yet? Says the Gemara, It's understood according to Rabbi Yaakov that says that he had a relation with her already. This is the meaning of the Pasuk when it says, The husband comes and says that, <coughs> Sorry, I discovered that your daughter is not the Basula. What is he saying? How did he discover this? Because he himself had a relation with her and there was no blood, which is usually the case by a Basula. So it's understood. But according to the Rabbanon, what does it mean when the husband says to the father, I discovered that your daughter is not a basula? He never had a relation with her yet, necessarily, according to the Rabbanon. And says the Gemara, what it means is, I didn't find for your daughter people that will verify this, that she's still a basula. Because what happened is, the husband brought Adim that testified that she was Mizana already before, after the Edison. And what the husband is saying is, listen, I have these Adim that are saying your daughter was Mizana. Bring Adim that are going to be Mazim, that are going to contradict these Adim, or are going to uproot these first Adim. So until then, my word stands. That's what it means. Again, the Gemara asks from other Pesukim. This is what the Pasuk describes, that the, that the, the husband says, or the, the father rather says, 
Here, this is, I can prove to you that my daughter is a basula. What, how is he proving this? So again, by absula, the nature is that there's blood by the first relation. So the father could be coming with a garment and he's saying, here, this is the blood. Yeah. This proves that my daughter is yeah. still a basula. Mm-hmm. But according to the Rabbanon, if according to the Rabbanon, they never had a relation yet. So then what does this mean that he's proving it with a garment that has blood on it? So again, the Gemara gives a similar answer. What he's saying is, What he's saying is, here, this, is, this will prove that my daughter is still a basula through bringing other Aiden. To, uh, to, to go against the first item that the husband brought. Another pasuk, according to Rabbi Yazim Yaakov, it's understood, it says that what should the Bezdin do? They should spread out the garment. So we're going to take it literally. Let's see. Is there blood here or not? Is she a Basula or not? But according to the Rabbanon, what does this mean to, to in, in, inspect the garment? Bezin is going to spread out. In other words, Bezin is going to interrogate this matter of this that the husband accused her of. As it says in Abraisa, that's what it means. What does this mean? Not literally that they spread out a garment. Rather, what it means is, Malamid, this teaches us, the witnesses of the husband that accuse her of having a relation with someone come. And then the witnesses of the father. That come and say, no, Imanu Yisim Bebak complaining, you were with us somewhere else. How could you testify about this? Now Bezin has to clarify this matter. They should clarify that it should become clear like a new garment that has no fold or bends in it. They should clarify this matter. That's what the term Simla here means. However, according to Rabbi Yezab and Yaakov, it learns that the Pasuk is describing a scenario where the husband already had a relation with her, so then Dvaram Kiksavam. He learns the Pasuk literally, Simla Mamish, that they had relations already, and there's a garment, and Bezna has to inspect the garment to see whether there was blood, if she's a psula or not. Shalach, Rabbi Yitzchak, by Rabbi Yaakov, by Giyuri, Mishmed, Rabbi Yechenin. So Rabbi Yitzchak, he sent this halach in the name of Rabbi Yechenin as follows. Although, we don't find anywhere else in the Torah that the Torah should make a distinction if, if it's a relation that happened in the ordinary fashion or in the not an ordinary fashion. We never have regarding giving Malchus, regarding any other punishment as Rashi here brings, regarding all Isurim of Arayas that the Torah says. It says in the Torah the term Mishkevei Isha, using a plural term, and for that we learn out that in any way that a man had a relation with a woman, he will get the same punishment. That's true all over. However, when it comes to Chalak, over here the Torah makes a distinction. He will not be chayiv to pay the money or the knas until he was boiled, the husband that is, was boiled. And when it says there, it means even. He had a relation with his wife in one way or another. And what he's, what he's accusing her of is that he had, she had a relation with another man after the Edison in the ordinary fashion. So over here we see that it's only if he accused her of a bail kedarka in the ordinary fashion that he'll have to pay this knas and the malchus and so on. So the Gemara now wants to understand who is Rabbi Yechenin saying this according to. Keman, we had before the argument of Rabbanon and Rabbi ben Yaakov. Whether Meitzi Shemra applies only if he was already boiler or even if he was not. So according to who did Rabbi Yechenin say this? Ike Rabbanon, if he's saying it according to the Rabbanon, that can't be. Rabbanon said that even if the husband had absolutely no relations with his wife at all, the halach of Meitzi Shemra still applies. So why is Rabbi Yechenin saying over here, even if it was Shalei Kedak, you don't need any relations of the husband with her. Ike Rabbi Yechenin was saying this according to Rabbi Yechenin, 
Idi v'idi kedarka v'inam. According to Rabbi Yezim ben Yaakov, the whole entire discussion of Moetzeh Shemin only happens, as he proved from the Psukim, only if the husband himself had a normal relation with his wife, and it is an argument whether there was blood or not. So Ella, therefore the Gemara corrects the, uh, the, the statement that was sent in the name of Rabbi Yechenen. That Sholach Rav Kahana, Mishmeh Rabbi Yechenen, Rabbi Kahana sent in the name of Rabbi Yechenen to say, Chayiv, that the husband will not be Chayiv, Atshi Yivol Kedarka, unless he himself already had marital relations with his wife in the regular way, and also V'yetzi Shemra B'Kedarka. And he accused her of having a relation with someone else before, after the Edison, also in the regular way. This is going, this is following Rab, Leyaz the Yaakov's opinion. Until he himself had a regular relationship with her. So we continue now with another Mishnah, which will discuss certain privileges and rights that a father has over and in the different things that his daughter owns and gets. The father has the rights over his daughter, to marry her off to whoever he wishes, and he also gets the money of the Kiddushan that the husband gives, goes to the father. And a star, one of the ways to be Mekadesh a woman is also with a star, where you write inside the Reat Mekadesh so you would write that star to the father and give it to the father. And also Bia means that the father has the right to give her over to whoever he wishes for Bia to have relations with her, and that itself it also creates the Kiddushan. Another thing, Zakeh b'mitziyasa, if the, his daughter finds any lost item, the father gets it. Now just again to clarify what we're speaking about, Rashi says right at the beginning of the mission, we're talking about a daughter which is a Kitana or a Naira. Once she's a Begeres, from the age of 12 and a half, she's out of the father's possession. But this whole mission here is speaking about a Kitana and a Naira. Zakeh b'mitziyasa, so the father gets a mitzia that she finds, her work, her income, and also if she makes a vow, the father could annul the vow. If she got married, and this is only Edison, the first stage of marriage, she does not yet leave the, the father's possession, so if the husband will not divorce her, the father is the one that gets the get for her. But however, if this girl, his daughter, got some kind of inheritance, not, I mean, she had a father of her mother if, uh, that she got an inheritance. So her father will now not have the rights to eat any of the fruits from her properties, in her lifetime. It's hers to keep, and the father doesn't get anything of this. Now, this is if she gets married to her husband. So now all those rights and whatever, that she, all her income and everything all goes to the husband. And the husband actually gets from and his wife even more than a father gets from the daughter. So yes, at all of a Baal, the Baal has an advantage over the father, that if his wife inherits somehow from somewhere properties, so the husband has the right to eat from the fruits of that properties in her lifetime. The husband has an obligation to feed her, and he also has an obligation to redeem her if she gets captured, and he also has to make sure that she gets buried and cover the expenses of the burial. Rabbi Yudah Yudah says, Even a very poor individual, So in the Levaya, in those times, they would use a chalilin, they would use flutes in the eulogy of a person that passed away, so there should be no less than two flutes, and somebody that will, the lamentations, or someone that will bring people to eulogize this person that passed away. So the, Gemara, so the Gemara begins with the first thing it said in the Mishnah, that there's Kesef Kedushin. And that Kesef Kedushin goes to who? When the daughter is a Katana or a Naira? Wow. Goes to the father. 
The kasef min alon. So where do we know that the father gets this kasef? Amr Rav Makra, the Pasuk says, regarding a uh, Eved that leaves his master. Uh, this is actually regarding a Oma, Oma Ivriya. Uh, just a second, just a second. Let me just look over here to see 100% what this Pasuk is talking about. Yeah. It's talking about a Oma Ivriya that's leaving her master. The Yatsachinam, that in certain situations, she goes out without paying anything and kasa. She doesn't have to pay for this. If the husband doesn't provide the basic uh, obligations that he has to her, so then she leaves and she doesn't have to pay. Now the words en kesef are obviously extra. It says chinam, free. So why does it have to add en kesef? She doesn't have to pay any money to her master. So from this, the extra words en kesef, you learn out en kesef, that it's this master that does not get any money when she leaves. But there's another case where a girl leaves her, so to speak, master that will get money. What? Manu, who's this other master? Avia, her father. <laughs> when the father marries her off, so now the husband that gives Kesef Kiddushin, that goes to the, that goes to the father. Mm-hmm. Why would we not say that, yeah, there is another situation where Kesef has to be paid for her to be released from her father, Avia. but who says the father gets it? Maybe the girl herself gets it. Maybe we should just say, en Kesef, there there's no money. But over here there is money, but she gets the money. Who says the father gets the money? And so the Gemara says, no, that's not logical. The father is the one that has to receive the Kedushim for her. Right? The father is the one that marries her off, and therefore when the husband is marrying her, he has to give the Kedushim to the father. That's the way the act of the Kedushim works. Instead of the husband usually giving the money to the wife or uh, putting a ring on the wife's finger, over here the money is given initially to the father. Like we just quoted the possibility before, father says, I give my daughter to this man, he marries her off. So Kaspa. So she should keep the money after the father is the one that marries her off and initially gets that money in the act of the Kedushin. So now he, the daughter should keep this money. It doesn't make sense. The father keeps the money that he got. But the Gemara asks, we're talking about two different scenarios here. We're talking about a daughter that's a Katana or a daughter that's a Naira. Maybe I should say, maybe this is all true regarding the Katana. If the whole point here is that because it's the father, which is the only one that can marry her off, and he's taking the money initially, so therefore he keeps it, that's only true by a Katana. By a Katana, the only one that can marry her off is the father. A Katana cannot marry herself off. The less loyat, she has no hand to, to marry herself off. She has no das. That's what it really means. She's not mature enough that she has the, the, the understanding to marry herself off. So therefore, the father gets the money. Avol naira, when it comes to a naira, the isla yad, a naira, she's already bas mitzvah, she has her own das. So in such a case, so what's the Allah of a naira? A naira, her father can marry her off, or she can marry herself off. Either or, there's an option here. So in such a case, since she's mekadosh herself, so she should get the money as well. So even if the father marries her off, still she should be getting the money because we see that she has her own das and she can marry herself off. So where do we know? The question is, even if you have a source in the case of a katana that the father gets the kesef kedushin, but how do we know this regarding a naira? So the mother brings another source. Oh my crowd, the Pasuk says regarding a naira, even as a naira, she's still in the possession of her father. She's in her father's home. From this we learn, Anything that, any income, anything she gains as a naira, le'avia goes to the father, and therefore that includes the kesef kiddushin as well. But the Gemara refutes this source as well. So Rav Huna said in the name of Rav as follows. We had this Gemara before. From where do I know that the income of a daughter goes to the father? The answer is because the Pasuk says, that a father sells his daughter as a maid. 
So just like by the case of an Oma maid, so whatever her, her work, it all belongs to her master. So too, a daughter, her income goes to the father. That's what Rav said is the source for this halacha. But the question is, Lomali, why do we need this source? If we have another Pasuk where it says that everything, everything that's in the, that a Naira has goes to the father, so that should be the source, that the income goes to the father. Why do we have to learn out from a Pasuk comparing to this, that he's allowed to sell her and so on, and the master gets the income? Ella, the answer is, we can't learn out from Benurah Beisavir regarding a money matter. Why? That's a posting in the parsha of Afaris Nadarim, when she makes a vow that the father could annul her vows. It's a separate, it's not connected to money. If you'll argue and say, Okay, yeah, that says by the case of Afaris Nadarim that the father could annul her vows, but maybe we should learn from there that the same applies for money, that she's in the father's possession for money matters as well, that he gets the money of Kiddushin and of her income. We cannot learn out a money matter that the father has control over his daughter and receives this to a matter of Isser regarding a nether she makes. It's two different things. You can't compare. We have a rule. We don't learn out money from Isser. Maybe we should learn out that the father gets the money of the Kiddushin or that the father gets the income from another place, from Knas. What we've been learning in the previous Patek, in the beginning of this Patek as well, when a person has to pay knas for violating this girl, who gets the knas? The father. And that says clearly in the Torah. So we should learn from there that he gets any other income. And it says, We also have a rule, we can't compare money to knas. Knas is exodus malach. It's a decree that Hashem says you pay knas. Money and knas are never compared. If you'll further argue and say, Maybe we should learn out from the payment of when a man violated a girl. So as we've learned before, not only does he pay knas, he also pays for her humiliation, the Vaishas and the Pagam, her value went down. And who gets that payment? The father. So the Gemara says, no, we still can't learn out from there because Shani is a different story. Because this is something that the father has a unique relation to. As we've learned before in the Gemara, since the father has the ability to marry off his daughter to whoever he wants, including if she gets humiliated by this, and including if her value will go down, like marrying her off to some despicable individual. So therefore, when there's payment of Baishas of Pagam, that goes to the father. So therefore, from there, we can't learn out regarding income or regarding Kiddushan. There's various ways how to learn this Gemara, but this is uh, one of the ways. Ella, so the Gemara comes back to the original limud that we brought before. The original pasuk the Gemara brought before, and we had the extra words of En Kosef. And the Gemara asked them that, okay, there are extra words, so we know that this Kesef Kiddushin, but how do we know that it goes to the father? Maybe she, the daughter, gets the Kesef Kiddushin. So now the Gemara comes back to that and says, Ella, rather, we go back to that drosha and we say, it's logical to say, when we exclude and we say that there's another case of Kesef that's not the same, like when this maid leaves her master and there's no Kesef, we are excluding and saying that there's another case when she leaves that's going to be similar to this maid that leaves her master. And, that, and therefore, just like by the master, if there would be money to pay for her release, who would get that money? The master would get the money. So to over here, when the daughter leaves the father through marriage, who gets that money? The father gets the money. So therefore, in just the context of the Pasuk, we understand that it's coming to say that this Yitzhiya is similar to that case, and therefore the money goes to the father. So that's the source both for a Katana and for a Naira. But, how could you say that we compare these two cases of this girl leaving a master and a girl leaving her father, but they're not comparable at all? 
Why? In the case of a master, she leaves his possession completely. And you'd see it the av, but in the case when there's a kiddushin and she's leaving her father's house, she doesn't leave her father's possession. There's still chuppah, the second stage of marriage. And until that case, as we've learned in the Mishnah, she still really belongs to the father. Any income still goes to the father. And even if the husband would want to give a get, it goes to the father. So really she did, hasn't left her father's possession at all. So how do we know that the, husband, that the father should get this money? It's not compared to the Yitzhiya there by the Odin, by the master. And says the Gemara, no, there is one aspect that we see that even here she does leave her father's possession. That when it comes to annulling vows, she is leaving the father's possession even after Edison. The Tnan, as we learned in the Mishnah, a girl after the first stage of marriage, Edison, the father and the master now will have to annul her vows because to some extent she left the father's possession and therefore now the husband will also have to annul the vow in order for the vow to be nullified. So therefore we see the Yitzia taking place. She is leaving the father's possession through this marriage and therefore we compare it to the Yitzia from the master and the money like there, the money would go to the master. Over here as well, the money goes to the father. One more piece, the Gemara goes back to what it said in the Mishnah, Shtar Ubiya that the father could also has the right to marry off his daughter with Shtar and Bia. Minala, from where do we know this? Amakra, the Pasuk says, that the father marries her off to, or, or this is actually a Pasuk that says, when you get to a woman that goes and gets married to a man. But we learn out from this, Iskish Dadi. I compare the various different ways of marriage to one another. If regarding Kesef, it, it's the father that marries her off and gets the Kesef. It's the same with the other ways of marriage, which is Shtar and Bia, that the father has the right to marry her off through Shtar and Bia. Zakai the Mitsiyasa, the Mishnah said that the father gets any Mitsiya, any lost item that this girl, his daughter, found. Why does the father get this? So the Gemara explains this is a Takana Midrabanan. Chacham instituted this Mishum Eva, so that there should be no animosity between father and daughter. And as Rashi explains, the reason is the father is feeding his daughter. He's not really obligated Menatayra to feed her. Chacham instituted that he should feed her, so she shouldn't have to go find food for herself. But Just if the father is going and feeding her, and now she finds things and she keeps it for herself, the father will have hard feelings. I'm feeding you and everything you get from me, and if you find something, you don't give it to me. So Chacham instituted that there should be no animosity between father and daughter, so she has to give the mitzvah to her father.